0: We all have dreams, don't we? We have things that we would like to accomplish before we die. And if you are listening to this podcast, there's a very high chance that you are creative, that you have a part of you wants to make things, whether it's music or businesses or art, or maybe just like to tell stories to interview people and bring those stories to the world. I believe very strongly that every single person on earth is creative. In fact, if you look at children, babies, kids, almost every single child knows how to, I don't know, dance, draw something. They're, they're always willing to just express themselves. I think creativity is that power, that strength of expression that we all have. And maybe as we grow up and we you know live in different societies, and it gets beaten out of us. We start doubting our abilities. We start being afraid of what people will say. We start being worried. We get bullied. We get... Argued into corners where we have to do different things, and then very soon you blink, and maybe like me, you're 30 years old, and you're looking at your life, you're like, Man, I don't remember the last time I made anything that was remotely creative. So, in episode 13 of the Love and Creative Podcast, and I say episode 13 because we are doing a hundred daily podcasts, and this is the 13th episode of this series of podcasts daily podcast where every single day i show up here to share something for a maximum of 15 minutes but i'm making some exceptions and trying new things so first let's start with the very beginning which is that i have a lot of gratitude i'm very grateful for you taking the time to listen to this and i also want to give a special thanks to the host of culture class he or she, actually he, left a comment on my podcast asking about the job that I did, which is what I asked in the previous episode, which was, if you want me to talk about my job, let me know in the comments. So it's a comment that led to this episode. So I want to talk about, you know, what my job is, uh, my thoughts about quitting jobs, and my thoughts about creativity and how to actually build a creative lifestyle. So without much ado, let's get into the episode. All right. I moved to the U.S., Two years ago. So the 23rd of June will make it two years since I moved. I left Cameroon, left my job there. I was working as a copywriter in an advertising agency. And before that, I'd worked as a host slash social media manager slash poetry guy slash social media writer at Boya, which is uh, this really cool cultural slash event center slash restaurant uh, currently at the former Franco Alliance It's called Boya and at the time we did a lot of really cool things i enjoyed my time working at EIA. i enjoyed my time working at the copy, the advertising agency and when i moved here you know when you move to the u.s or you move to other countries i think it, like these are just thoughts a lot of the previous um, experience that you had could count however a lot of the documents that prove that you have experience things like you know degrees and diplomas and things like that many countries especially in the west or i don't know about europe don't really reconcile our degrees unless you pass through like a system that allows you to standardize it. So when I moved here, a lot of what I had done didn't really count. So my first actual I'll say uh, part-time job was as a social media guy for a non nonprofit called My Choir Cave, and what I did was social media, so Facebook, Twitter, marketing, all those things, and it was okay. I was getting I don't know 350 per two weeks or something like that. So it was. No, per month I was working like twenty hours a week. Oh no, it's ten hours a week. I think it was. It was way less than their, you know, half the time. And the work, uh, in in idea, like when you think about the idea of the job, it doesn't seem that much. But it was. It was actually a lot of work looking back. And also, I started you know doing some photography and videography and getting paid on the side, trying to get my skills up. It was really. It wasn't really like I would say I was getting paid for what I was doing. Basically, very little. But after that job, now the actual my first job that I did get here is the one I'm doing right now so culture class here's the part that <laughs> you signed up for so I was trying to give an introduction to my journey here so far and right now as well wo- I work as a customer service representative so when I moved I did not want to get a job that <laughs> that particular sentence has like a whole other episode in itself I had this idea that I'm in the U.S. I have all these tools I have computers internet fast internet why did I just stay home and just you know just do YouTube and do blogging and do podcasting and then, as you would find out later on in this episode, the reality of living in the U.S. hit me. Not very fast, actually, very slowly. It took a bunch of, you know, talking about taxation, talking about fees and healthcare and insurance and buying a car, and moving to a new town. So there are a lot of things about living in the U.S. That I had no idea about. Things that I, back in Cameroon, I just pay my rent and that's it. I'll pay my water and the electricity bill was in my rent and that's it. In fact, even when I was living in Douala, I was living at a friend's house and I was just contributing to the rent and the friend was helping me cook. Like there was very little that I was doing at the time that was very much linked to how independent you have to be in the US to live. So what I'm talking about is really in the context of an of a society that requires you to be an adult. So I'm talking to the person who has the creative itch and also has to has responsibilities. Maybe you're a parent. Maybe you're just by yourself. Maybe people are actually counting on you to, for you to send the money at the end of the month. So the idea of quitting your job to do a creative task was something that I was already like, I don't want to get a regular job. That was, that was my motto. I don't want to get a regular job. I don't want to have a job of any kind. I just want to sit and create. And in, in theory, that works really great, right? If you have a bank of money somewhere or if you're a, a young student and your parents are still paying for your bills, it makes a lot of sense for you to think that that's possible. But when you move to the U.S. or when you start getting a job, wherever you are in the world, you start having to pay your bills, start having to take care of responsibilities. You start having responsibilities. Maybe you have a child. Maybe you actually are responsible for yourself. Nobody sends you any money at any point. You have a job that you have to pay for. You have a car or you have to handle everything, transportation, healthcare, uh, nutrition, and all those things. So as my mentality around the U.S. and you know, jobs and my passion started evolving, I had to get a job. I didn't have a choice because a lot of what So my writing wasn't paying me much on medium. It wasn't paying. It was paying barely little. So, and the thing is, I, I a lot of people I already talked about this. A lot of my mentors and people that I know, you know, started with jobs and build their side houses on the side. I thought I was special. <laughs> and I think sometimes I am because I'm still able to do a lot more than I think I could. But. As I lived here and the past two years, what I've understood is that for you to actually get that freedom, you need to work twice, if not even 10 times as hard as the other person. And one of the books that I would recommend that you read if you're listening to this podcast and you're creative or you want to, you know, or you have a job and you try to find a way to not get a job or you have thoughts around, you know, getting a job is The Millionaire, uh, what's it called? The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. I think. It's a book that really changed my perspective around wealth and money and jobs and the idea of working for anybody and the idea of building wealth. And I cannot summarize it. Actually, I will not do you justice to talk about it. I really think you should read the book. I'm not going to put a link in the description. because I, actually, I'll find a link on Amazon, but I don't know where you're listening to this. But if you can find that book and read it, you will understand, for example, that you would never build the kind of wealth that you think you can have by getting a job. It doesn't mean that jobs are bad. It doesn't mean that jobs are a bad idea or that you shouldn't get a job. If anything... When you understand your perspective around money, around wealth, around how long it would take, around what exactly would require for you to build, a lot of things change. And for me, that's what changed when I started understanding why I was working. So my job is a customer service. uh, I work as a customer service representative. Right now, I work from home, which is an amazing blessing given the times in which we live. And so what I do is basically people call in for their orders, like where's my order? What's my package? I didn't see it. And I started working there in September of last year the application it was. I, I started working from Adeco, It's a staffing company here in the U.S. A D E C C O, and they actually staff a lot of companies differently. So you had it was a temporary gig actually, a temporary position. They were calling you know customer service, starting at eleven twenty-five per hour, and so I, the training was two weeks. It was very intensive, like a lot of material to study, a lot of tests to take. You had to pass a certain quota before you can move to the next level, and then we went to the floor. And I was a frontline agent, which means people were calling me for to help me, for me to pass their orders. And at the time, coming from Cameroon, I, you know, this is America. This is, you have people calling from the, the America with American accents. And yes, I may have watched a lot of American movies, listened to a lot of American podcasts, but... Being having to listen to somebody on the phone telling you what you know what they want with the American accent as an immigrant it's a very difficult position to be and you lear- you have to learn really fast I think that's something that I had to really appreciate how smart I was to be able to pick up the language not just English but to be able to to understand what people are saying and it's one of those things that you have to learn to adapt in this country I think to be able to to move and adapt and be malleable so those first couple of months were difficult there were times a a lady I had one call. Man, and the thing I love about the company I work for is that they have this policy where if a customer gets abusive, you can actually, you know, tell the customer once, like, hey, you know, if you don't keep this call professional, I'll have to hang up. And if they do it a second time, like, if they call you uh, a, an abusive name or if they start screaming and saying things that you don't feel comfortable, you can tell them once, like, I'm going to hang up the call. And if they don't, you know, go on ahead and calm down, because people do get angry, you understand that you have the right to hang up the call. So that's one thing that really stood out for, for this company. And so... I was able to get a promotion really fast. I got promoted uh, from the first tier to the third tier. I did another intensive training for two weeks. We got in the third tier. So the first tier was frontline. We get the calls and we place the orders and people ask for the orders and things like that to get information. And the third tier, so the second tier is a little bit higher than the first. You get more appeasement levels and you get to do some other things. The third tier is, you know, it's called escalations, which is what I'm doing right now that I've been doing for the past five months, I think, three. I don't know. Since January, yes, January, so six months now. And escalations, as the term implies, is when people are getting upset, when people are getting really angry. People are, you know, they say they want to speak with a supervisor. That's who they call. They call, they send a call to me, to us. And it's, it's high stress, intensive. You need to be able to talk to people. You need to be able to, you know, understand where they're coming from. You need to be able to keep your cool. You need to be able to not take things personally. So a lot of what I learned on my job right now is how to chill. And I think it's something that I never knew that I had the ability to learn how to be empathetic, how to chill, how to just understand that the person on the phone is upset, and also how to make exceptions, how to be able to look at data and say, okay, this customer has done this and this and this. What can, I work can I make an exception here? Can I do something different? And also how to use your tool, how to multitask with something that I hate to do. But eventually, you have to learn how to be able to do many things while listening to the customer. You're taking down notes and you're thinking about the next thing and you're preparing and you're... How to find a way to solve the technical issues while still staying human on the phone. So, as a customer service agent, these are things that I, one year ago, by this time last year, I had no idea it was this existing. Like, I did not know I could get promoted. I did not know I could actually, you know, I, and I, the, the funny thing is, it's not even funny, it's not funny. The cool thing is, I actually speak English and French which means that I'm, actually, I'm able to get customers from French-speaking countries and customers from English-speaking countries, which also gave me a pay raise. So I actually got promoted three times. The first, from first year to third year, and the second, be, to be able to take French calls. And all these, you know, I'm able to work. I actually got a car, and I don't know if you listened. I didn't make a podcast about this on my YouTube channel. You can go watch the video. I got a car accident in May, and that was, you know, when Corona and everything was already full for So... A lot of the people at work, we sending uh, employees to go work from home. And one thing that happened or that I'm thinking about when I'm talking about, you know, creative, quitting and jobs is that without going through the process of working, without going through the process of sitting at the office, getting my working hours, actually getting the job done and dealing with customers on a day to day basis. My thoughts around working for somebody, getting a job, building a career would not have had the reality that they have right now. So. To the answer of the question, which is, should you quit your job to follow your creative career? The answer is, it depends. But I leaned a lot more towards no, and then there's a because. Now, let me explain. So the idea is that if you have a job, you have responsibilities. Actually, if you have responsibilities, you probably need to get a job. You need a source of income. This world runs on bills. So the reason why, as a creative, you want to consider the people around you and your own self is because the way you buy your independence in this world is with money. And one of the fastest ways to do it is to get a job. And one of the fastest ways to get a job is to get skills. And a job can teach you new skills. A job can utilize your existing skills. And one thing, too, that the job is going to do is that the job is going to expose you to who you really are. Anybody who stays in a job for a very long time finds out more about themselves. Are you complacent? Are you comfortable? Do you like a certain kind of uh, boss, do You would you rather work for yourself? Like we can all have ideas about the fact that we want to be creative, we want to write books, we want to have YouTube channels. But until you get a job that forces you when you're tired to actually keep working, you would never really know whether you really want to create or not. This is my personal theory. Everybody has something that they want to do that is wonderful, that is creative, that may not give them money in the immediate instance, maybe the next month or two. Everybody has a book in them. However, to write that book, you need time. And to get that time, somebody can either pay for your bills for you to just chill and write the book or you can write the book one hour every day after your job or before your job. Like, and I'm talking about jobs in this particular case because, you know, I'm sticking to one example. For example, if you're a parent and you really want to write a book, would you wait for your kids to go to bed at night or would you wake up early in the morning to write a book? Like, there are sacrifices to be made either way. So, if you want to quit your job to follow your creative career, do you have enough runway to get it done? Because creative careers as a whole are not set to work. like, for you to get the skills that are required for you to write a really good book, you need to build those skills. Yeah, of course, there people who are talented, there people who stand out, there people who are amazing. Are you one of those people? I don't know. I'm not. I know I need to build my skills. I know I need time to think about things. Like, for the past almost two years, I haven't written fiction that I'm actually proud of. Like, I feel... Like, I've lost my fiction edge. I know I need to read and I need to take some master classes. I started taking a master class with Malcolm Gladwell, which made me realize a lot of what I was lacking in writing. So, my job has taught me, if anything, that i know 100% that i would never get the kind of money which is actually equates to the kind of freedom that i want by getting a job i don't want to have to sign in in the morning and do anything i don't want to have customers screaming at me on the phone on the ear i don't want to i don't want to be tied to a particular location for too long simply because if i quit my job i'm not going to have money to pay my rent or pay my taxes or pay my insurance so if anything I am very grateful that I have a job to do those things. I am extremely grateful with the kind of colleagues that I have. My coworkers are amazing. The, the, the place, the office is one that is accommodative to people. Like when I was going to school before I quit, which is another podcast episode, we, I, they actually allowed me to change my schedule that worked for me. So we have reviews every week. You get uh, points for calls. You get review. Like, There's a lot of things that goes into it that shows me like, I know I don't want to do this kind of job because I know the kind of person that I am. But then I'm grateful, extremely grateful that I'm able to bring money home. I'm able to take care of my family. I'm able to plan for my future. I'm able to save for retirement. I'm able to buy the gear that I'm using to create. So essentially, the whole point of this podcast, the whole point of the question is that when you ask, should they quit your job to follow a creative career? If you have to ask that question, and then it means you're probably not ready. Because you need to build a runway to get it done. You need to understand, you know, who is paying your bills. If you're the one paying your bills and you have no money on to build a creative career, what proves that it's going to work? Do you have a working business that's actually bringing revenue? Do you have enough money that if your revenue stream gets locked up, you know, do you have enough money to stay without working for the next six months to one year? A lot of people talk about saving. They say, uh, "Not a lot." I mean, there are books and you know, financial books and things that tell you save enough such that if you have to quit, you know, lose your job in the next six months, you have enough money to actually run by. Because if you don't plan ahead, you can get fired at any time. That's one thing about a job. A job means that you can get fired at any point. You could get laid off. I mean, we're talking. This is Corona. We're talking about people have lost their jobs, had to go home. Nobody was planning to lose their job companies have had to shut down. Restaurants are closed. A lot of things aren't working the way they should be working. So, as someone like me who is a customer service uh, agent who is working in an area that people still are still buying right now, I'm ex- I'm incredibly blessed that customers are still purchasing products at this time. And by the way, the, the the products I actually sell are cosmetic products. So, yeah, it doesn't sound like something that I would be doing based on the fact that I want to write and be creative and do all these entrepreneurship things, but. A job is a job is a job if you have something that actually you use of your skill and gets paid for it it's a it's a my dad calls it a template it's a a thing that you used to i don't know how it's called it Has it called this this flat thing that you bounce on if you know just you know put it in the comment section but a job can give you the kind of money that shows you how far you want to go maybe you see like man i'm spending all these hours and this is all i'm getting really you can be. you can get boosted to actually build more skills you can get boosted to work harder on your on your startup on your creative ideas so Should you quit your job to pursue a creative career only if you're ready? (laughs) That's the answer. It's not yes or no, if you're ready. How do you know if you're ready? Do you have enough money saved? Do you have a runway for for if things go bad? Do you have income coming in that can supplement your actual job? Many people that I've read who have been able to successfully build, uh, you know, businesses by themselves had to start somewhere. Ayodeji Awosika, who I love and read on, on Medium and he has a YouTube channel as well, built his career for five years and was able to quit. Now he w- he writes full-time. James Aldousha did the same thing, you know, lost millions, gained millions, and all that. So if you're, wa- if you're planning to quit your job and to continue creative career, you need to be able to sustain yourself. You should not count on other people to do You should not count on your spouse to support you. Yeah, maybe you do have a plan and your talented and your spouse can allow you to do it. That's, that's, it. It's very, you know, depending on each situation, it's different, but overall speaking, if you cannot afford to quit your job, don't. That's what I think. Like, right now, if I could afford to do it, I will. It's a it's a great job in terms of, you know, the people and the experience. It's a little bit monotonous because you end up doing the same things over and over again, which kind of sucks. But, they, if anything, this pushes me to want to do better, to want to do more. When I'm making this podcast every single day, I have to wake up at 4 a.m. I have to read. I have to write. I have to make sure that I'm... Like, this week, I've been doing overtime. The whole week, this is my day off, and I just finished working. I'm going to shoot a couple of videos after this. So... My job gives me fire to build my creative business. And that's why I, the day I would quit is the day I say, all right, I've written my book. It's making sales. I've, done my, I've built my YouTube channel today. I'm making money to ads. I'm doing my affiliate marketing. So I have a plan to get there. And the job allows me to happen. And if, if I get fired from my job tomorrow, I would know that this day was coming. Because I, I, you should not be surprised if you get fired because a job is what it is. If somebody is paying you to do a job, they could fire at it any time. It's in the in the clause. And that's something I realized about the U.S., which is when you're signing up or applying for the jobs, they always tell you, you know, you could get let go at any instance without explanation, and you could also leave at any instance without explanation. Which is one what I think too is both sides. So I've been talking about this whole situation, and I think by now you get my view on it. You have an idea of the kind of job that I do on a regular basis, and uh, yeah, I this is already past 19 minutes for my regular time flow, but I'm glad I was able to put all this information in this quote-unquote short episode. I'm going to be talking to you tomorrow about something else and right now I would like to get back to putting videos on YouTube because as you have heard, my job is giving me the fire to create more. It's been a hard couple of weeks and I want to make a video to talk about that. So if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel yet, the link is in the description of this podcast wherever you're listening to it. I'm going to be Editing a video today and publishing it is one that I did. Uh, probably the one you've listened already with uh, my wife. It's a previous, I think, last three episode, episode 12, about authenticity. But I want to make another video, a couple of other videos this evening. another I still have the energy and it's just what, 4 p.m. and I finished the job today so I can get that done. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. I really appreciate you showing up listening to me talk about these things and just let me know in the comment section if there's something that i you know said you didn't understand you want me to clarify or something if you have a question anything just you know shoot me and i'll not shoot me talk to me and i'll see what i can do and again i want to thank culture class for leaving the comment i really appreciate it man it's great to have listeners who give feedback and um I'll be back here tomorrow with another episode of the Love and Creative Podcast. Until then, stay blessed, stay happy, stay creative. And remember, you are in control of your destiny if you, you know, do the things you have to do. And I think you know what. Anyway, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.